Welcome to Dynamic on the Daily, your everyday guide to health, fitness, and balanced living. Jema and Megan deliver a relatable and practical guide to living dynamically, inspiring you to take effective and motivated action to live your healthiest, happiest, most balanced life. Now, here are your hosts, Jema Oliver and Megan Hanawald. What's up, guys? It's Jema. Welcome back to another episode of Dynamic on the Daily. Hey, guys, it's Megan. What's up? So today we're going to talk a little bit about cardio training. Um, I love cardio. Um, but we're going to talk specifically about moderate intensity cardio training versus high intensity interval training. If you have been in the fitness world at all, like even remotely paying attention to anything fitness related over the last several years, you've heard of high intensity interval training. Um, and the idea between high, uh, the idea behind high intensity interval training is that um, you work at max effort for short bursts of time um, with very brief recovery. Uh, you repeat that for say 10, 15, 20, maximum of 30 minutes um, because you're working at your max effort. Um, one of the styles of that is Tabata training where you go all out for 20 seconds, take a 10 second rest and repeat. Eight times. Eight times. Um, I'm a huge fan of high-intensity interval training. I use it myself. Um, my actually, actually, the first class I ever took at a gym back in, oh, it was a long time ago, was Insanity, um, which is high-intensity interval training. The Insanity method is 30 seconds each of four exercises. It's two minutes, and you take a 30-second break, repeat it twice, and you've got a one-minute power move. Can you tell that I did that for a long time? <laughs> Um, so it's high intensity interval training. It got me in fantastic shape. Um, I have ADHD, so it was really great for like, I only had to stay focused for little bits of time. Um, so high intensity interval training is great. However, there's also that moderate intensity cardio training, which is endurance and Megan and I too, but Megan first, um, is a huge fan of endurance training. Yep, exactly. I love endurance training and I practice endurance training over many different sports. Um, I practice it with rowing, with running and with uh, cycling, of course, Um, with the idea being, see, I am more of a distance athlete, although I do with, um, you know, I do run 5Ks and I do row 1K races, which literally will take you between three and a half and four minutes, depending on what kind of boat you're in, conditions, blah, blah, blah. But um, so I, yeah, I will do different kinds of, of races. I will also do a half Ironman, which is all about the long endurance training. But even if you are working for rowing a 1k race or doing a 5k race for running it's the base training that's going to help get you there as well in combination with the hit the h-i-i-t the high intensity interval training finding that perfect combination is really what i have used in my workouts i mean i talk about this a lot with my rowing classes Um, I teach a 45-minute endurance class, a 30-minute endurance class, but to train for my 1K races on the water, we will do at least three or four days a week of an hour plus 
low stroke rate, low heart rate, just steady state rowing. And it, it is, has taken me a while to adopt that low heart rate for running because I was always just a go run and pick whatever pace you want. Yeah. Um, but it's been really hard for me to, to adopt to that uh, with running. But, you know, building a base with this endurance workout, this mo- long periods of time at moderate effort, there's something to be said for that. But HIIT workouts, let me tell you, those are fantastic too. And with the training, with running, that's what track workouts are for. Ugh. Yep. With rowing, yep. Sprints, intervals, 500 meter pieces, things like that. That's what's going to build that. Actually, it's it physiologically different muscles working, different parts of your muscle working, different energy systems. Um, where you're getting your fuel from is also totally different. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in today's podcast. So I know a lot of people when they first start exercising, it, they tend toward the that moderate intensity. Um, whether you start out running or cycling or you know, taking a Zumba class or whatever it is that you start out doing, you kind of stick with that moderate intensity. Um, when I first started working out, I was a new mom. And so it was my social hour. Um, I would meet my girlfriends um, somewhere in town and we would run and chit chat. Um, there was never, you know, we would might sometimes sprint to the car when we got close to the end. But for the most part, I mean, we were just out for like, um, we would never call it a jog. We were runners. But we ran at a comfortable pace, moderate intensity, so that we could talk. It was our social hour. Um, It wasn't until I discovered that I might actually be kind of good at it and that I might possibly be somewhat competitive at running that I started working in um, tempo runs and track workouts. Megan saw me like make a vomit face whenever she said track workout. Um, It is still my absolute favorite just to go out and run and chit chat with my girlfriends. Like give me a long run day, any day of the week, moderate effort, endurance run. Like I can just do that any day of the week. But that track workout, like I still get a knot in my stomach just thinking about track workouts. Like that max effort run until you, I don't ever throw up, but I run until like I am sucking wind so fast that literally everything burns and um, you guys that take my cycle classes will sometimes hear me say, same or better, that came from my best friend and running coach, who whenever I would run the first, you know, 200 or 400 or whatever it is I was doing for that day, um, she would hit the time and she would all right, go, all right, rest of the day, same or better. I either had to do it by that time or faster, every single one. And it's just so hard. Oh my gosh. But. It's how I got faster. It's how I was able to to run a 5K in 20 minutes. It's how I was able to get A troop wins and overall wins. It was that really miserable, uncomfortable, high-intensity cardio training one day a week. Mm-hmm. All of those other workouts were still kind of moderate intensity. I would do a tempo run, um, and I would have to run at a certain pace whenever I was training for races. Um, but it was just that one workout per week that was absolute max effort. Yeah, agonizing. Uh-huh. And well, so here's <laughs> here's something else I want to point out. See, Jameis said that very often beginners will start with moderate intensity, but there's another group of beginners 
who think that they have to start hard and fast. Mm. They think they have to do the HIIT workouts or they jump in with friends who are already established into a workout routine or we even see this on the Echelon platform. They get their bike or their rowing machine and they think, oh, here's a 30-minute class. Let me jump in. And it's a really high effort HIIT workout and I've been there when you're just starting out. After I had my baby, I actually started doing P90X. And holy crap, I was thinking to myself, how can I keep doing this? And um, that's also something to to watch out for. Because if you are what we use in the personal training world is deconditioned, mm-hmm. which means out of shape. Uh, you haven't been working out, you are getting back into a fitness routine, or you're brand new to the whole idea of fitness, starting with HIIT workouts, granted, it is going to kick your fitness into shape, and Jame is going to talk a little bit about EPOC, what that means. It's going to help with all of that, but you got to be careful that it doesn't burn you out Mm. too quickly, and that it doesn't do some damage to your body starting out with really high effort in such a short amount of time. I know one of the things that we see um, at Echelon is, um, you know, we use the leaderboard. And so if you're competitive, you see that leaderboard, and every time you get on the bike, you're like, all right, I know what I need to do. Like it's either own. I want to be at the top of the leaderboard, or I've got a certain output number that I want to hang on to. And every single ride, you're like, I got to beat it. I got to beat it. I got to beat it. And then eventually you burn out because it is exhausting to try to win at every workout. Mentally and it's physically, mentally physically and mentally exhausting. One of the things that Megan and I both talk about in our endurance rides is the how important it is to take some time to just get on the bike and ride for fun. Work on that base fitness. Don't go anywhere past challenging effort. Don't pay attention to the leaderboard. Work on your form because A, it's super important physically and B, it's super important mentally because you don't want to burn out and start dreading your workouts. Yes, exactly. So super important to take that time. And you know what? Exercising can be mentally refreshing and mentally rejuvenating. And you really can find that in those long endurance efforts. So if you are a competitive person to, <laughs> Jamie is raising her hand, you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Me, like, like, me. I'm like the most competitive person ever. Like yeah. nobody is more competitive than I am. Yeah, she wants me to call on her. She's like kid in the front <laughs> row here. Um, it, it, and it's been hard for me to do, like I said before, in, in running to just pull back. But I tell you what, when I pull back and I keep my heart rate below a certain number I feel like I could do it all day and I start to see flowers and I start to smell wonderful things and not so wonderful things um, like my sports bra that I really need to get rid of but it's like it opens a whole new world and it's it's relaxing it's refreshing and it's not about anything but you and where you are and how good exercise can make you feel. So here's where I kind of um, throw myself under the bus, confessing to how unbelievably competitive I am. Um, I tell this story often. Um, 
I decided several years ago to do CrossFit. Um, I love the idea of CrossFit. I love CrossFit workouts. Um, it's a great combination of um, weight training and um, cardio training. It's functional fitness. It's fantastic. I love CrossFit. Um, so I joined a CrossFit program. And like the dummy that I am, I decided that I always had to be the best in the room. Um, it didn't matter if I was like 10 years older than you and had three kids and you had none. Um, I still wanted to beat you. And so absolutely every single workout I walked into that gym determined to win. And I lasted about six weeks before I was exhausted and injured and not sleeping and hating my workouts and gaining weight and just freaking miserable. Symptoms of overtraining. Symptoms of overtraining. Exhausted and can't sleep. Um, gaining weight despite the fact that I'm eating less, exhausted all the time, emotional, like I was a hot mess. I bet you weren't very nice, were you? I was not very nice. Um, and so I went back to just that moderate intensity running with my girlfriends and all of that stuff kind of worked itself out, um, which was fantastic. Um, and I have not gone back to CrossFit since then because I have learned way too well that I'm entirely too competitive and maybe just not smart enough. To be able to do that and not hurt myself, you know, it's important to know these things. Um, So there are benefits to both. It's what we're getting down to. Um, The great thing about high-intensity interval training is um, if you don't have a lot of time, um, you can do these workouts really, really quickly. We're talking 10, 15, 20 minutes. You can get a great workout in. Megan mentioned a little bit about EPOC, which is Excess Post-Exercise Oxygen Consumption. Um, And that's why we call it EPOC, because that's a huge mouthful. Um, Basically, whenever you um, do a high-intensity workout, um, you break into that anaerobic energy system. You're working super, super hard, max heart rate. It takes a little while for your body to restore equilibrium. And so you burn extra calories as your body is trying to get itself back to normal. Um, So when you work at that really, really high intensity, you do get extra calorie burn after the fact. You do um, potentially see benefits like increased weight loss. Um, You get your um, strength gains and your cardio gains just a little bit quicker because your body is having to work really hard to restore that balance. The danger comes when you start doing those high intensity workouts too often and your body never has the chance to reach its equilibrium, equilibrium again. That can sometimes take between 24 and 48 hours for your body to get back to normal. So if you get up on Monday and you do a HIIT workout and then you get up on Tuesday and you do a HIIT workout, you haven't recovered on Tuesday morning from your HIIT workout on Monday. And then if you get up on Wednesday and you do another HIIT workout, you still haven't recovered from Tuesday where you hadn't recovered from Wednesday. You're just building and building and building on exhaustion. Mm -hmm. So the recommendation is maybe two three at the most of those high intensity workouts per week. Everything else exactly. is moderate intensity. Right. Everything else you can work on endurance, rides, runs, rows, um, whatever else you might want to do. Even just go out for a long hike. Or okay. paddle boarding at sunrise. <clears throat> Yay. Um, so, you know, anything like that to break it up and give your body the chance to rest. Now, now here's something that a lot of people don't realize about. Um, that there is the opportunity for 
recovery while you work out. Swimming is an amazing recovery workout. So, you know, in some Ironman training plans, they don't have a single day off where you don't, where you don't do anything. What they will have you do, though, is go for a 40-minute swim. Active recovery. Active recovery. And, you know, active recovery in rides. Basically, you get on your bike, whether it's stationary or on the road, and you just pedal really easy. And the great thing about active recovery is that it keeps your muscles moving, but you're not going into any sort of oxygen debt. And you actually, quite the opposite, you are bringing oxygen and bringing nutrients to your muscles slowly enough and like I said with enough oxygen that it can actually be absorbed into your muscles and your muscles can refuel your muscles can recover because you know if you're hitting the literally the hit the high intensity you're actually breaking your muscles down when you demand a lot of them so when you're running really hard and creating a lot of impact fast turnover with your legs fast hard turnover cycling you are actually micro injuring your muscles and if you don't give them a chance to recover and even if it's with the active recovery or a total day off which is really hard for some athletes to do is take a hundred percent rest day it doesn't mean that you're lazy and it doesn't mean that you're not motivated it means that you are giving your body the chance to rest and repair all of those teeny little tears and injuries to your muscles. Um, mentally, sometimes oh. you really do need to work out every day. Um, I need endorphins. Um, I allow myself Sunday as my guilt-free 100% rest day if I need it. Um, but I've found that if I don't get some little bit of a workout in first thing in the morning, I end up just a little grouchy, just a little bit. Um, so there are times when my Sunday rest day will involve an endurance ride early in the morning where I'm just on the bike, moving my body and getting endorphins. My goal is 100% just to get the blood pumping, get some endorphins so that I'm not a demon for the rest of the day. Um, so, you know, if mentally you really do need that little workout every single day, then go for it. Just make sure that it's moderate or even low intensity. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, even if you're just catching up on your most favorite episodes of whatever podcast you might happen to love with two wonderful women. Yeah. Um, or, you know, catching up on your Netflix or just chilling out to some new tunes, whatever, Um, finding that time and along the same lines is that I have, I have experienced a little bit of anxiety recently Hmm. and having a workout, I can go into that workout feeling like my blood pressure is up, feeling really on edge. And afterwards it's like a transformation. I like my shoulders drop. I feel like I can breathe easier and I just feel like, you know, I have worked it out. Stress relief. Yeah. It's, it's really, really incredible, but it has a lot to do with the endorphins and focusing your energy on something else and something productive. And I think that's, 
that's the key is that we're not using exercise to punish our bodies for what we ate. We're not using exercise um, to, you know, force our bodies to submit to how we want them to look. Um, We use exercise to be healthy. And the fact of the matter is that going all out every single day is not healthy. Um, Doing that moderate intensity cardio training is fine, but it's healthier if you can work in a little bit of the high intensity stuff as well. And reverse you know, doing HIIT workout is is fine as long as you sprinkle in that moderate intensity effort. So they really complement each other, like peanut butter and... Jelly! That's right. Or ketchup and... Eggs! No, you're supposed to say mustard. Oh, look, guys, we have a visitor. One of my kids just walked in. Hey, Eli, do you want to say hi to our listeners? No, he needs to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's a great note to end on right there, you guys. Speaking of health. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Megan. And I'm Jayma. And you guys remember, you're stronger than you think you are. Thanks for joining us here at Dynamic on the Daily. Tune in every week for more practical tips on living your best life. From Jama and Megan.